amnesia, 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 amnesia. The Deja Amnesia Experience. And we are back. What up, what up, what up? I know y'all have been waiting for me to watch Dahmer. Dahmer, dumb and Dahmer. Just kidding. Dahmer, monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix now. This is a crazy show. Um, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'll give you I'll I'll give you a heads up if I'm going to spoil anything. Spoiler, he eats people. Um, yeah, he eats people if you didn't know. So, yeah, so if that cannibalistic side of you needs to come out, take a bite of your own arm and watch this show. It was awesome. I sat down, I watched this with my wife. And I feel like it brought us closer together, and I could smell the bodies from next door. It started off kind of slow. The first, uh, the first two or three episodes are kind of slow. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like this, but then it gets really good, which is is messed up in its own right. Um, Hollywood and Netflix has made Dahmer. The most watched show they've ever had. The first two weeks it's been out, it's gotten more views than any other movie or show ever in the history of Netflix. People are addicted to murder. They can't get enough. It's what they want. They like that blood. So it start, starts off, it goes over his life. He um, is a weird kid. He gets, uh, when he's in going through puberty, he starts getting like horny when he's like dissecting like dead animals, like roadkill. His dad thought it would be a good idea to collect roadkill and dissect it with them just because Jeff wasn't into anything. Uh, but he seemed to be pretty into like cutting up these animals. So he was just like trying to support them. Seemed like a decent guy, his dad. So if you have kids and they're cutting up dead animals, that's a sign. That is a sign. Um, but it's a pretty good show. Um, I think I watched it in two or three days. Um, and it was a real, a real page turner, as they would say. A real white knuckler. Um, so check this out. So Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, they're having dinner together. And Ted says, hey, Jeff, you got any ice cream in the freezer? Jeffrey says, nah, only Ben and Jerry. <laughs> okay, why did Jeffrey Dahmer keep a blender on his front porch? So he could greet visitors with a handshake. Ah, they did it. Okay, what did Jeffrey Dahmer call the guy that ran from him? I call that fast food. Huh? Huh? All right. Okay, how are Jeffrey Dahmer and Mr. Potato Head similar? They keep body parts in their trunk. Oh, yeah. 
I had dinner with Jeffrey Dahmer. He cooked stew. Man, I could do this for the whole episode. What did Jeffrey Dahmer say to, to that prisoner who killed him? Oh, spoiler alert. A prisoner kills him in prison. It was like 20 years ago, so if you didn't know that. Too bad. Okay, what did Jeffrey Dahmer say to the prisoner who killed him? I eat guys like you for breakfast. He actually kind of says something like that in the show. Uh, why did Jeffrey Dahmer move to a larger apartment? He needed more leg room, huh? Eh? Guess what they found in his shower? Head and shoulders. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Okay, next. Let's not, uh, we'll come back to that. So watch Jeffrey Dahmer. I give it a uh, two thumbs up, even though it started off slow. Um, it made me super uncomfortable to watch, and it really identifies with the victims. You're you're kind of rooting for the, I think the kid's name was Anthony or Tony, this uh, this gay, deaf, black kid. Um, they really make you really like him. They show him as a baby and growing up and how good of a person he is and how he's like this. He's close with his family, and then, and then Jeff kills him. So kind of a spoiler. That's the one thing about this. You know each victim when they're showing you like the backstory and stuff. Um, Jeff and him were, I would say, were almost in love. It was really weird. Um, not that they were in love, but that Jeff could love anything that was alive. But he was faking it. He just wanted to get that, that murder on, baby. That murder. Um, so, yeah, watch it. I give it two thumbs. Way up your ass. And um, what other movies have I been watching? I've been watching a lot. You know I have. Uh, I watched a show called Love in the Villa. This was another... This was another like uh, rom-com. I watched it with the wife. I got to say, rom-coms for me are making a comeback. They make you feel good. Um, it's this girl. She goes to Italy. She got an Airbnb or a villa or something. And the, man, the guy that manages the villa, he double booked it. So there's already this like hot English guy that's staying there and... They're both fighting over the villa and he's he's like, I guess you can sleep on the couch and then they hate each other and then after they hate each other, they love each other. And that's that. It was pretty good. I'll give it two thumbs up. Love in the Villa came out this year. Uh, kind of cheesy. It's kind of hard not to do a r romantic comedy without, without the cheese, but I still liked it. Um, if you're a single guy, probably weird if you watched it, but whatever do what you're gonna do uh let's see broad peak i watched broad peak this is a harrowing journey about masich berbeka as he learns the journey to the summit of god damn it i fucked that up um okay he climbs broad peak masich berbeka Learns his journey to the summit is incomplete. 25 years later, he sets out to finish what he started. This is about one of the world famous uh, mountain climbers. Uh, Broad Peak, I believe is... Oh, man. Is it... I think it's by 
I get it mixed up. It's either by Everest or Kilimanjaro. I get it mixed up, though. I mean, I know they're different, but they're both pretty big. So this is one of those mountains in those in one of those ranges. He uh, he climbs up. So this is not a documentary, but it could have been. It's uh, it's got actors in it. Um, let's see, and it's got some beautiful footage. So. Uh, they climb this mountain and there's crazy weather up on the mountain. This guy starts climbing and he's got a walkie talkie and it's just him and this dude. And they left the rest of their group at like the base. And, uh, the one guy's like, Hey man, I'm going to turn back. We're going to die up here. And he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. So he, he's going, it's like a blizzard and he, uh, he gets stuck in the weather up there and the rest of the team have to climb up and save him like the next day and he's like dug a hole in the snow he can barely breathe because there's not enough oxygen up there uh he's got frostbite he's losing his mind they get a chopper up there they fly him out and nobody has the heart to tell him uh because he thought he made it to the top but he was actually like 20 yards from the top and nobody like told him that because like they had to life flight him out of there but then uh, there was a reporter reporting some of the other people he was climbing with a few weeks later about the experience. And they told him, yeah, he was 20, 20 yards away. So his own team didn't even tell him that he didn't make it to the top. They're just like, oh, we'll let him think he made it to the top. But they told reporters. So he hears it that way. Um, kind of a big deal to him. Anyways, uh, he doesn't go up there again. 25 years later, he decides to go up there with a couple of his original teammates and he, uh, he climbs to the top. He makes it to the top. Spoiler alert. And then he dies at the top. He never makes it down. So he did 25 years later, he went up there and the thing that almost killed him, killed him. So, uh, you could look at it as like, uh, the mountain getting revenge. He thought he was going back to, you know, prove his point to conquer the mountain, but he went back and the mountain conquered him. So take it with a grain of salt. That came out uh, about a month and a half ago. It was pretty cool. Uh, I would give it two thumbs, two thumbs up because the cinematography is amazing of the mountain and everything. It's pretty nice. What's next? What's next? Okay, I think the last four episodes I've talked about Mark Wahlberg. Here he is again. This show was called Father Stew. It's a drama. It came out recently. Uh, he has a movie coming out every three days, it seems. Um, how does he do it? This was, I'll be honest, I'm a fan of his movies, but I'll also be double honest. I'm going to double down here and say he doesn't really act he's just he's the same character in 99% of his movies but not this one he actually acts so it was really nice to see him i had forgotten that he was a like an actor that could actually act and play a role um i can't remember the last time i saw him actually act um and i'm not knocking him i'm not knocking him i like the movies where he doesn't act where he's just like the the cool dude or whatever sure um, but in this one, he is a boxer. Um, he's kind of a country boy, a boxer. He has to retire because he gets uh, too many fights. He gets a little, a little punchy, you know. Um, 
It's also got Teresa Ruiz. I don't know what other movies she's in, but you'll recognize here. She's beautiful. Um, it's even got Mel Gibson. I mean, we all forgot about him. He doesn't really play much of a role in it, but he kind of plays a deadbeat dad. So it's cool to see uh, Mel Gibson back on the screen. I haven't seen him in, I mean, I can't even tell you the last thing I saw with him. So check this out. It was a good movie. It'll, it's kind of touching. So it's this re retired boxer who falls in love with this uh, beautiful Latin woman and he starts going to church just so he, she'll, that she'll date him because she won't date him if he doesn't go to church. And then while he's going to church, he... He builds this relationship with God and says, hey, I don't want to date you anymore. I want to date God. You know what I mean? He goes, I want to date God. So he becomes a reverend and goes to the reverend classes and everything. And then uh, he ends up getting, he becomes a reverend, but then he gets uh, ALS and it, uh, it totally takes him out. So this, this is a drama it was really good. Uh, one of Mark Wahlberg's better performances and it's really touching. Um, it's got some, I wouldn't say it's a comedy at all, but, um, Mark's got a funny way about him. So I would give this two thumbs way up your ass. Watch it. Talk about it. Commiserate, uh, go to church and start dating God. Okay. The imperfects. I watched this. This is a sci-fi show. It was a season. Um, here, I'll just read this. It says, after undergoing an experiment that gives them monstrous side effects, Abby, Tilda, and Juan join forces to hunt down the scientist responsible and force him to make them human again. This was a science fiction drama, and this was an odd show. I, um, there's something about science fiction and seasons that I just... Like, I don't even have a choice. They just pull me in. I have to watch them. Um, the acting in this was pretty good. I really enjoyed the three main characters. They kind of get, um, like, one of them can control, like, electricity. One of them can, uh, she's, like, this be beautiful, like, Indian girl. Her secret power is that she can make her pheromones really strong, so... It's also a curse because like she can walk by and then anybody, boy or girl, will just be madly in love with her and then like chase her down like they can't help themselves. So that can be a little uh, obnoxious, but that's her superpower. Another guy, Juan's superpower, he's the, the little Latino guy. Um, he did a good job. He turned into a chupacabra, um, but this chupacabra looked kind of like a... I mean, this isn't a chupacabra like Bigfoot that you're used to. This is a chupacabra like wolf meets lizard. So it was pretty cool what they can do with the graphics and stuff these days. Um, the show was pretty good. I think I watched it in a week. Um, I'll, give it, I'll give it one and a half thumbs up. Just because I wasn't the, the evil doctor scientist in it. Uh, I mean, he did fine, but there was just something about him. I just had a hard time. I had a hard time believing like, okay, that this is a smart scientist guy, like the evil scientist doctor. I just, I don't know. He was really like flippant and flamboyant, uh, which is totally fine. But I just, um, 
I just didn't buy that. I just didn't buy it that he was a, this really smart scientist. It just, he seemed like somebody that likes to go shopping more. Um, so that was a little weird on the, uh, personality traits that they made the actor do in that, but it didn't ruin it. Um, and like, like I said, science fiction is always more creative than fiction. So that was nice. Watch it. If you want, if you don't watch it, I don't give a fuck. So next movie, this is one I've been wanting to talk about for several weeks. I'm glad we're finally getting to it. This show is called Super Bro. It's on Netflix. Um, I think originally, no, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> so this show, I think it, it's from Australia, and it's these two Australian guys that do it. And I think in Australia, it's called Super Wog, um, but in America, it's called Super Bro. It's super low budget, um, and I started watching it. I watched the first like one or two episodes and I was like, this is awful. This is like really bad. And then all of a sudden I watched the entire season and then I watched the entire next season. I couldn't get enough of this show. I watched it in probably two seasons and probably two or three days. And you got the two main actors and they play. (laughs) It's funny because the, they play best friends. And then that same actor who's playing the one guy's best friend, it also plays his dad. But when he's playing his dad, he's always dressed up in a wife beater and he has this stupid, like shit eating grin on his face. Um, and then the guy uh, who the guy's playing his dad, he also plays his own mother. So they put a wig on him and I'll be honest at first, I thought it was an actual girl. I did. I, uh, I thought it was a girl. Then I realized, hey, that's the main character. He's playing these different parts. So there's really like, I mean, there's some extras, but there's really only four roles in the show. And it's played by two actors, which makes it hilarious. Um, this is really like do it yourself. Uh, it's kind of like sketch comedy, but each each episode kind of plays into the next one a little bit. Um. And like I said, this was awful. Like there was something about this that was awful. And I thought at the same time, I thought this is the best shit I've seen in a long time. And I hope these, uh, these two gentlemen, these Australian guys keep making this show because I was addicted. I loved it. Um, they smell their own farts in one of the episodes. Like it's, it's funny. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, super bro. I give five thumbs up. Watch it get crunked keep it real okay so let's end this let's close her down but first what is jeffrey dahmer's favorite fruit chopped dates the ha okay what about jeffrey dahmer is in his kitchen using his blender when his phone goes off in his pocket, it was a noti- notification from the CDC. The public is still advised to avoid direct contact from others through cordial gestures during this pandemic, such as hugs or handshakes. Ah, Jeffrey mopes as he turns off his blender. God damn it. That wasn't funny. I wish I could edit that out. I could, but I'm not going to. Whoever wrote that joke, go fuck yourself. That wasn't even good. Not like this one. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't like Tic Tacs or gum. He preferred men's toes. 
Oh, Mentos. Mentos. The fresh maker. <laughs> okay. Last one. Why was Jeffrey Dahmer so healthy? Because he ate five fruits a day. Oh, okay. I don't know if we can say fruits anymore with the PC bullshit. Anyways, keep it real. I love you guys. I'll catch you next time. All right. Have a good one. All right. Peace out. The Deja Amnesia Experience. The Deja Amnesia Experience. Oh, the Deja Amnesia Experience. Experience.